Welcome to the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bacon Games Podcast. Fun fact, when this comes out, we will be one year of the podcast completely through. One full year. We've done we've done a full year. If you've listened to the beginning, you've listened for a full year. So I'm very excited about that. Um, and we also have a special guest on this one. Joe, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, people it's should good remember to be you back. From- I know the... Uh, yeah, back when I was on, I think two two episodes I think so. ago. I was gonna say, two episodes. We got, we got cut off in the middle, and oh, uh, my yeah, partner yeah. Sam took over. Oh um, my god! Yeah, wait, did I, I tell you about that? Uh, no, you didn't. You might... I, I heard it went yeah. well, though. I, I listened to it. Um, I heard it went well, and uh, Sam really liked having you on. You know, ha- being on. So yeah, uh, we're excited to hopefully have you on our show when we get started up for season two uh, in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, I would absolutely love that. Literally anytime, especially now that the regular season's over, I am a lot less busy, <laughs> which is nice. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but I'm I'm definitely excited to do that. Yeah, my power actually went out when that happened. It was super weird. Um, so that was weird. But <laughs> anyway, um, do you want to plug your stuff real quick before we get going? Sure. So uh, for your listeners, they can find us at Source Podcast One One. That's uh, you know the numbers one one. Um, or they can find us at sourcepodcast.com. Um, we're currently on hiatus as far as posting new episodes go, but when we do get back to posting new episodes in a couple of weeks, they can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the normal places where you can listen to podcasts. Uh, we're available there. Um, pretty much covering all four major sports. Uh, and we, we try to mix it up with guests now and again, either from different organizations in uh, minor league baseball or journalists, uh, athletes, um, just, you know, try to keep it interesting. So uh, we'd appreciate anybody who wants to go and listen or just interact with us on social media. They can find us there. Absolutely. Um, I, I paid attention to your uh, your picks the past two two weeks, and they have been so much better than mine. So I highly encourage people to go look in that because I'm trash at the end of the year picking, and you guys seem like you're right on it. So I encourage people to go look at your uh, you're you're posting usually twelve o'clock, right before the game. Yeah, usually usually we, we get it out at twelve o'clock on on uh, Sunday before the games. Um, you know, this week might be a little harder to get True. correct model predictions because seventeen is always the worst week for that. Um, yeah. But you know, we've had a good two a good last two weeks. We're ten six and two uh, over the last, uh, or rather sixteen ten and two over the last two weeks. Uh, didn't have a great week this week. Uh, had a couple of bad bounces. Um, but that's the way it works. And, uh, the reason our model gets better as the season goes on, I know some people are good at the beginning of the season, the, the more data our model has, the better it gets. So we're looking forward to hopefully, you know, pushing that through the playoffs and making some good money. And then we'll jump right into the NBA in a couple of weeks when we have enough, enough, uh, data to run that model. Uh, we'll be pretty excited about that. And then of course, following up on that in April is when we really start to make, make it rain and uh, in baseball season where we you know we hit like a 64 percent margin last year um so we're pretty excited to, to get you know to get things moving we're almost at our one year mark in february oh dope that's awesome um yeah i'm excited for the baseball stuff too because i just do football uh, football and baseball and uh definitely not as good as picking as my nfl stuff so interested to check that out when we go but let's talk some football um 
Uh, I mentioned this before to my guest, to Joe, before. Um, I'm just going to run through, like, the games that matter. The other ones, I'll just quick say it. And we don't need to talk about it because I just want to, you know, get through it. It's week 17. You know, there aren't a lot of games that matter. I don't think. So, first one on the, on the slot, uh, docket slot, whatever, is the Falcons-Buccaneers. And I guess that game kind of matters to the Falcons, maybe, because maybe they get a higher draft pick. But the spread six and a half. I'm not really sure what you do here. I don't know who's playing. I assume the, I believe the Buccaneers are in fact clinched. Um, I could be mistaken on that, but I'm pretty sure they're clinched. So I don't really care about this one. It's a six and a half point spread. It's a division game. All these games are division games, so it's gonna be tough. Whatever. We got Baltimore and Cincinnati. Baltimore, I guess, doesn't need to win this one, but they are, you know, still not technically clinched a playoff spot. But they're against the Bengals. It's twelve and a half. Uh, with Lamar playing so well, I don't think we really need to talk about it. Uh, the point spread is whatever it is, but we'll take the Ravens in the one. The first game I do want to talk about, though, is the Cowboys and the Giants. That is a two-and-a-half point spread. The Giants are the underdogs. Uh, who do you got in this Dallas-Giants uh, game? Uh, I have Dallas minus two-and-a-half um, going in. Um, my co-host, Sam, is a Giants fan, um, and he, <laughs> you know, he doesn't like uh, betting against the Giants, so he won't do it. But the model is is not done yet, obviously. Um, for those who are just listening to this episode, didn't listen to the last episode, our model, um, we, we run it all week, and at the end of the week, it'll spit out um, kind of what picks we should bet on. Um, it hasn't yet given us an answer, obviously, for this game. But my mm-hmm. initial knee-jerk reaction is is that Dallas has finally figured out how to play with, with uh, out Dak Prescott on offense. And division games are always tough, but they can taste the playoffs for the first time in a while. Um, and I, I just don't see them losing to the Cowboy to the uh, Giants, who seem to have lost all their momentum that they had a couple of weeks ago when they beat the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I'm leading Dallas too. The points, a two and a half, doesn't really matter to me in this game. I, I expect it to be by more than a field goal. Dallas winning this one. Um, I, I feel like you're right. It's, it seems that way that Dalton has been able to pick up the offense, or the offense has been able to coalesce around Dalton enough where you know they've got it going on the defense is not great again it's never been great all year but i think it's fine um and against the giants i I still think the giants have a very very good defense and if it wasn't going against one of the best you know three wide receiver grouping in the league i would consider it uh you know a a factor in this game but they don't have three james bradbury's or even two james bradbury's to handle dallas and i think that might be enough for them to to overcome but Man, both these teams are playing for their lives. If Dallas does get in the playoffs or the Giants, do you think that they're relevant at all? Or do you think whatever, I mean, even Washington, do you think that they're relevant going forward? Or they're just going to be a one-and-done team that's not even close? Uh, so it, it really depends on the matchups. And mm-hmm. I haven't looked at it at all. In all honesty, I haven't looked forward to the playoffs yet. We're mm-hmm. still in regular season mode here. Sure. Um, but I think Washington is the scarier team. Uh, in the NFC East, if you're a playoff team, you don't want to face Alex Smith and, and the Washington Redskins because their defense or Washington football team. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> because the their defense is top of the line in, in terms of run defense. Their pass defense is like number seven in the NFL. Um, they're far better than their statistics show because they've been on the field so much. But the first four or five games of the season. You know, they were on the field so much because Dwayne Haskins Jr. was unable to generate offense. Um, and, you know, the last two games they've been playing with backup quarterbacks as well. When Alex Smith is out there and he can actually move the ball down the field a little bit, um, not as well as he could when he was with Kansas City prior to the injury, but he's still able to make that offense functional um, enough to score some points. That defense is fresh. They're scary. Uh, I wouldn't rule them out 
uh, against any of the teams in the playoffs, especially if they can play a defense that's not necessarily as good. Um, I'm thinking like the Seahawks. I, I think, you know, Washington would be a good matchup for the Seahawks. If they end up playing the Saints or the Green Bay Packers, I, I don't know yet. But Dallas, I don't think can threaten anybody. If they get in, they're going to be a one-and-done team. Uh, and the same with the Giants. Even though the Giants' defense is stellar, frankly, uh, mm-hmm. especially against the run, they just don't have the weapons on offense to make some of these these better defensive teams like the Saints, uh, you know, scared at all. If you take away the number one option for uh, Daniel Jones on a lot of routes, they're not a great football team. Mm-hmm. When you consider that his number two option has more drops in, in Evan Ingram than he does the catches for over twenty yards. Hey, hey, it's it's Pro Bowl it's Evan Ingram. Um, just it just is, reminding it is. you, Pro Bowl Evan Ingram. It should have been, been Tanya. Um, if anyone, it should have been anyone else. If, if anyone disagrees with that, they should stop listening here because um, <laughs> the rest of my takes are going to be similar. Um, but I just, you know, if, if it's the Packers, J.R. Alexander takes, your, you know, your number one target away, then who do you go to? I just don't think that they can they can match up. Uh, whereas I think, you know, Washington could probably do something. So I don't think it's necessarily a waste to look at these games. I think these, these games next Sunday are going to be interesting. They're going to be important. Um, but, you know, the games that I'm really looking at are, are more higher up the, the line a little bit. We're going to we're gonna push. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about them in a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I can agree with some of the stuff you're saying. I, I think Washington is probably the best team there with Alex Smith. Obviously, without Alex Smith, it's a, it's a whole different story, um, even even depending on how good the defense. I, I wonder about the Cowboys. Um, they, it's, the NFL is an offense, you know, an offensive league, right? And they have probably one of, uh, one of the I don't know, one of the better and average to above average offense at times. I mean, they can they can sling the ball. Andy Dalton does have playoff experience. You know, he has a lot of losing experience. But, you know, a quarterback playoff experience with a really good wide receiving group, too. What I would say, good running backs. I mean, he has the best He has the best skill positions, I think, mm-hmm. out of the most of the, the talent uh, in the playoffs. If you look at the skill positions, mm-hmm. for even for the Packers, who I think probably have the best all-around skill, uh, skill positions with Aaron Jones and, and their number one being, mm-hmm. obviously best wide receiver in football um you know i would stack the three wide receiver set uh of the cowboys plus Ezekiel Elliott up against them as some of the best or up against the saints and michael thomas jared cook alvin kamara uh, mm-hmm. i mean i think zeke cooper and then either cd or or michael gallup i think that they're pretty even when it comes to the offensive scheme of things with some of these better teams, even the Seahawks and DK and Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't think that their defense can hold up to it. Um, sure. And, you know, they've shown all year that they just don't have the experience uh, at winning. You know, they've, they've given up leads. They've just kind of played sloppy football at times, and that's not going to cut it against teams that are well-coached like the Saints, the Packers, or, or even – you know, the Seahawks, mm-hmm. I, I am kind of curious to see if they can put up, you know, some bigger numbers as they get more comfortable with Andy Dalton. Um, their offensive line is kind of terrible. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's tough to see. Zeke really hasn't been the last, the last, you know, six weeks hasn't been Zeke that we expected to see this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually he's been outperformed by Tony Pollard, who's no slouch. Sure. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you put Zeke, behind behind these offensive linemen and Andy Dalton can get three yards out of Zeke per carry, which I don't think is, is that much of an ask if Zeke gets Yeah, I, I do want to say, like, Zeke, Zeke has been playing, 
you know, not up to Zeke levels, but that doesn't make him a bad running back by any stretch. No, not right? at all. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. No, no, you're not saying I just want to, yeah. He stops fumbling the football, you know, um, <laughs> and, and, he, and he gets hot and he starts to get three, four yards of carry behind the offensive line. You suddenly make Andy Dalton look a lot more, sca- a lot scarier, mm. you know, a lot more in control because he can make the, the easy pass. And if you, you know, bring an extra guy into the box and you give one-on-one coverage to Amari uh, Cooper, Gallup, or C.D. Lamb, all three of those guys can get separation. Um, I actually think C.D. Lamb is going to be the more effective wide receiver out of that group over the next however long they play because he's the underneath option. And, and Dalton so far has seemed to be on track, uh, you know, passing to Gallup a lot. But teams seem to, you know, they will start, especially after last week's game, they will start to play Gallup a little closer i think with a little bit more coverage mm-hmm. and you might see a lot more underneath routes from from this team I, i'm excited to watch this game i think the cowboys yeah. game is going to be one of the more exciting games this week but mm-hmm. i think they're going to win by three uh at least uh if not more mm-hmm. gotcha gotcha yeah i mean that that all sounds right to me i i i i feel like this is this is getting shades of uh of like you know Giants teams in the past that were eight and eight and then won Super Bowls and stuff like that. I just I feel like there there's possibility that a team like the Cowboys with a stellar offense that is just clicking on all cylinders could make some kind of run in an NFC that I think is a lot not bad definitely not bad by any stretch of the imagination but a lot weaker than I thought coming into the season. Um, and, and you know anything can happen in the playoffs so it's whatever. But I mean that that's good and interesting analysis. I'm glad I'm glad we got that on the table. So we have it on record now in case the Cowboys or, or any of the teams you know do well or don't do well. <laughs> um, but let's move on to Miami and Buffalo real quick. I Buffalo's clinched, so I'm not sure they're playing anyone. Miami there's, is the there's no playoff implications there for Buffalo, yeah. um, except that you know they haven't won the division since 1995. This is a rivalry, a little bit at least, yeah. uh, with Miami, and it's, we'll it's kind of a it's kind of a you know future division matchup, uh, hopefully right. between between two and Josh Allen. So it might live up to. You know the billing if they play some guys. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Allen doesn't play too much. He might play a half, maybe. Yeah, um, football because they don't have anything to play for. Yeah. But the Dolphins have a lot to play for. Oh yeah. Um, you know they're in the hunt for a playoff a playoff matchup after starting the season on a roll. Um, I actually am one of the few people who doesn't understand this coaching staff of Miami. Uh, I think Brian Flores could win Coach of the Year. Yeah. Um, I think he's a runner. He's also costing himself coach of the year by playing Tua Tagovailoa and not Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, I, I used to think that, um, and I still think I think still think Fitzpatrick gives you a better chance to win, but I think with Tua, Tua does take care of the ball pretty well, um, I think except for like last week. I'm sorry? He does. I, I yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So I think he does, and I think with a good defense, that might be what you're expecting with the kind of you know football they want to play. Um, which I think is fine. But I, I also love Flores, you know, not being afraid to go to Fitzpatrick when Tua is struggling. Uh, he'll probably need to do that in the playoffs sometimes. I think that was two weeks ago, right, where Tua came in and had, yeah. like, over, over 150 yards and touchdown. Actually, la- last week even, I mean, mm-hmm. Tua was having a, a rough start, wasn't really scoring points. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick came in at halftime and, and blew blew the spread against Oakland. Oakland was yeah. really in control of that game. And right. Fitzmagic, you know, I mean, it was – it wasn't by any stretch of the imagination a, a dominant performance by Tua or, or by Oakland's defense, but Ryan Fitzpatrick was getting grabbed by the face mask. He was still making throws. Yeah, oh, yeah, that thought was sick, you know, yeah. He's really one of those guys who, you know, he knows what it takes to, to win games, whether or not he's got the physical abilities to do it. You know, I, I doubt it. He's never been a starting quarterback on a winning team for a reason. Mm-hmm. But 
this Dolphins defense is for real. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the Dolphins can really upset the Bills here. I, I don't know what the spread is. Um, uh, it's one and a half, Miami's favorite. Yeah, so Miami's favored by one and a half. That makes sense to me. Um, yeah, I would I would expect the Dolphins to win this game uh, unless it becomes a real pride point for the Bills. Um, if sure. it does become a pride thing for the Bills and they end up playing Josh Allen, it's a whole different story. But even then, I think the Dolphins' defense can really contain Stefan Diggs um, this week. And I'm excited to see what they can do going forward if they do get into the playoffs. I know there's some kind of – there's, you know, a little bit of funky stuff they have to do to get in because they I have think the Titans in front of them. I think they're winning in for them. Yeah, Miami can clinch a playoff berth with a Miami win or Baltimore loss, Cleveland loss, or Indianapolis loss. Okay, so they're they're, they're going to get in uh, if they win so, this yeah. week. So I, I think they probably get in this week. Yeah. Um, and I, I would be very excited to see – uh, this Miami Dolphins team in the playoffs, and I would be I would be scared to play them if I was another team in the uh, in the AFC. Absolutely the same. Yeah, their defense is for real. Xavier Howard has I think he still has nine picks, which is the most since I think twenty like uh, twenty twelve or twenty eleven something like that. It's crazy. The defense is really well is really good. Even even Byron Jones is playing better in, in these past few weeks, which is important to see. I think uh, impressive to see. So I'm I'm just yeah, I'm scared of that defense for sure, and I'm a little scared of Flores. He seems like a pretty good coach. Knows what he's doing. Uh, I, I think, but it's also, I, I think we've talked about this before. I can't tell coaches, I can't tell who's doing well and who's doing that when someone's a coach. It's so hard to tell, you know? It really is. I, I think yeah. he's already proven to be the best Belichick disciple um, yeah. to take over. But who sure. knows, you know, uh, the ball in, in, in Buffalo was a Bill, uh, Bill Belichick disciple, and he might turn out to be a great head coach sometime. So, you know, we'll see. But I'm, I'm excited to watch this Miami Dolphins defense. They're electric. Um, yeah. And who knows, you know, you might get a different Tua in the playoffs. You know, he might just be Maybe. learning the offense. He might still be, you know, getting up to speed with his wide receivers. You see Devontae Parker doesn't really have a good connection with him yet. Mm-hmm. Um, if if Tua can live up to the Alabama hype or the, you know, the number two pick in the draft hype, yeah. then this is going to be premier billing for the next 10 years, this matchup. So I'm excited for it. I think the last time a rookie – Made it to the Super Bowl probably was was Ben Roethlisberger I think in uh like 2006 or something like that so you know could be a fun little thing to think about going forward we'll we'll see what Tua does but I I think you know they're like I said Fitzpatrick and Tua are like opposites <laughs> of the spectrum and I think at certain points you could use either of them like maybe you want to start out with Fitzpatrick and you want to score points and if Fitzpatrick doesn't do it you bring in Tua to close out the game something like that I wouldn't put it both floors if he's able to do it like he did against Oakland I I think that's a great strategy more coaches need to embrace that. If they have well, the kind of personnel the, to do that. You know, I think the benefit to what he does is you don't know who to game plan for at any given yeah. moment. Oh, absolutely. You know, going with a defensive scheme, expecting a, a quarterback in Tua who doesn't throw the ball over 10 yards. He runs mm-hmm. the ball if his first read isn't there. Um, he's physical, and that's his game. And then you switch it over to Fitzpatrick, who's a very different quarterback. Admittedly, there's a lot of film on Fitzpatrick. You can game plan for him yeah, pretty easily. But if, you, but if you don't know that he's going to be the quarterback, you're going to plan a lot of a different a different look up front, especially for what kind of blitz packages you're going to use and things like that. And Fitzpatrick can diagnose the blitz better than any backup quarterback in the league um, mm-hmm. because he, he's been doing it for so long. And he'll, he'll eat you apart. You know, he'll give it to his receivers in space. And Devontae Parker, say what you will about how he's been performing with Tua, uh, he'll eat you alive in space if you give him the ball. So yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how well they go with that going forward. I think there's certain matchups where, you know, you probably want Tua in the game. And there's certain times when Ryan Fitzpatrick could probably eat a secondary alive a lot better than Tua could. Um, yeah, definitely. 
Absolutely. I, yeah, I agree. And I, I want to go back to the saying yeah, about the Diggs thing. Yeah, I'm excited to see Diggs versus a very good Miami defense because I think he's the best receiver in the NFL right now. So I'm excited I, for that. I, I think he's probably number two. I think Devontae Adams is on a, a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, admittedly, he's being thrown the ball by uh, yeah, Rodgers. I, I feel like in the people prime of his like, career. Yeah, he, he gets like what 17 targets a game. That guy is target city. He does, he does. and and Aaron Rodgers is playing his best football that he's sure. played in five years. So there's that, you know. And who knows what the Josh Allen Diggs connection turns out to be, but it's already looked special. Yeah, uh, definitely. It definitely week does. one, it looks great. Um, so I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. Um, the next thing we have is Vikings Detroit. I don't give a fuck. This is stupid. I don't think even Stafford's going to play in this game. So take the Vikings, whatever the points doesn't matter. Free money. Uh, so Jets. Dalvin Cook isn't playing in that yeah, game. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about so, that. Though. You know, I would. I would not bet on that game if you don't have to, unless you're a degenerate. Oh, in which so. case, in which <laughs> case, take take the Vikings. Well, um, okay. Well, I mean, I I don't think there's any realm in the possibility that Detroit wins besides the division game, you know, whatever like that. I don't think Stafford is playing. I, I don't think Galladay's played in forever. 10,000 years, he might still be in the IR. I don't even know. But, I mean, you got Kirk and the two wide receivers. I think that's all you need. Madison isn't a bad backup. No, Madison is great. Um, I think the only thing I, – I don't know why you wouldn't play Matt Stafford um, if, if you're them. I mean, he's not going to be your quarterback going forward unless you already have a deal in place. He's going to go to free agency and someone's going to pay him more than you will. Um, you know, the Colts are going to be in on him. Uh, the Patriots might even be in on Matt Stafford. I just don't think that the Lions really uh, – I mean, he's going to sit, but I, I don't think they benefit from him sitting. Um, so I'm interested in see where that goes. Sure. That, that is a good point. I mean, there's so much concern in Week 17 anyway. That, that is very true. It, it, it's possible. I, I, I'd be surprised to see him out there, but it's – you know, if, if they're not planning on signing him and they don't care about him, maybe they bring him out there. I don't know. That'd be weird. But I, it's possible. Um, we got the Jets and the Patriots next. This is a three-point game. The Jets are the underdog by three points. I don't want to see Cam Newton – play any more football ever and i don't care about the jets because they don't get the number one pick anymore so it doesn't matter to me um the pittsburgh browns game pittsburgh's gonna rest all their guys i think they said that right so this doesn't matter as much to me um no roethlisberger Um, yeah no roethlisberger i think you'll probably still see the receivers uh they haven't been seeing the greatest season yeah no no i know roethlisberger at all um i would expect this game to be you know a cleveland win um, it's nine and a half points, but I mean, this, this, I, I, I don't know how you, I just take Cleveland Sheriff. The points are, are a little bit well, weird, but yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Did you watch the Bills Cleveland game? Cause I did. I wasn't impressed with how they performed without their wide receivers. My guess is they're going to walk all over the Steelers. And the reason isn't even that the Steelers are benching guys. It's that they really need to get this offense back on track. If they're going to get into the playoffs, they need this game. Um, I, I feel like they get in, they, he's ten thousand years old, but Ben doesn't need rest. But as far as Cleveland goes, I mean, if Cleveland wins, they're in. Yeah. Um, yep. And their wide receivers didn't play last week with COVID, so if yep. they're not playing, who knows which way this game goes? But if they do play, it's going to be a wash. Yeah, sure. I hope Pittsburgh sits out Watt too, because I I can't I can't imagine what that defense would look like without with losing another defensive lineman. Um, uh, they, they, you know, enough. think about how good they were before that, you know? Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I just hope they do for, for their own sake, but I don't really like the Steelers, so fuck them. Um, next team we got is the Titans and the Texans. This is a seven and a half point game. And I mean, the Texans have, you know, no, no, no fight or maybe they have no fight left in them, but you know, they don't really play for anything. The Titans are playing for a, a spot and, you know, they didn't look very good against, um, well, for a quarter, they looked pretty good or a half. They looked pretty good against, um, 
you know, what I think is a perennial team in the, in the Packers. But um, I don't know. Houston plays a lot of division teams tough, and they played the Colts tough. Like, they lost by seven points twice to them, um, and they really shouldn't have because they fumbled twice on the goal line in both games. They should have at least tied the Colts. Um, I feel like the seven and a half is kind of tricky, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans do win this game and ruin the Titans' lives. I, I, I don't so know how you feel I about it. I wouldn't be surprised either, and, and here's my reasoning. It, it, tech, the Texans don't have an, a first-round pick this year. Yeah, they traded yeah. it. They traded it to the to the Miami Dolphins, um, and so they're not, you know, going to sit guys. They're not going to be like, oh, we can get the sixth pick instead of the tenth pick. Um, they're playing to win, and they're playing for their pride. I don't know if you've seen JJ Watt and his comments this week. If you're yeah, if you're listening to Tavin, um, he talked about you know how they're playing for pride, and if you don't want to win, then then you know, frankly, you know, get the hell out of here. Um, I would not be surprised to see them come out with a little bit of fire in their belly, especially, um, you know, they have an interim head coach in, in Cornell who's a, yeah. applied already in interviewing to be the head coach permanently. If they like him and they think this is the right direction for the football team, I would expect the leaders on this team and JJ Watt, Deshaun Watson to really get behind uh, his offensive game plan this week and put up some offense. The Titans defense isn't great. Um, but and then again, the Titans offense live and die by Derrick Henry. Um, and last week against Green Bay in the cold, they just kind of seemed like a team that didn't want to be there. They were like, all right, pack it up. Let's move on. We can still get in if we if we lose this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I I could see them winning. Um, I could see them winning this game, but the seven and a half makes me nervous. Right. Uh, would be wary to take seven and a half. Yeah, the seven and a half is... I feel like Texans all the way on that. Um, yeah, I would take I would take Texans with the spread. Um, yeah. As I look at it now, but I would also take Derrick Henry in any prop you can find, uh, because mm-hmm. after having a very disappointing game, you know he wants to break the record, his own record, uh, and get two thousand yards on the season. He's gonna get over one hundred twenty-five yards mm-hmm. from scrimmage. Um, I would take any prop you can on that. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see that. I think. You know, one of the reasons they didn't use Derrick Henry last week is because of the uh, the snow and the fact Derrick Henry needs to, you know, like a freight train, get started up real fast and then he's good to go, um, which I don't think is a knock on him. I think that's just kind of like what, what they, what they were style, using. You know? Yeah, and um, I think that's fine. I, I wouldn't worry about guy. him going forward. No, you know? nor would I. I think this yeah. is going to be – he's going to just show everybody like, hey, look, I played badly last week. The team didn't do well. But, you know, we're still a playoff team. They need this game if they're going to get in. If they don't get this game, they're out. So, yeah. Um, you know, they win or an indie loss, but that's a, sure. you know, Indy's also a tough team mm-hmm. um, and well it's a division opponent. Well yeah, yeah. And you never count on a division opponent to give you a win, right? Yeah. They, yeah, they're exactly. going to play with pride. So you got to go in there as, as Tennessee and show them that you can, you can hang out and play with the best in the division, best mm-hmm. in the league. So I would take Tennessee to win, but I would definitely take seven and a half on Houston. Yeah, so I think that's where I'm at, too, although I don't hate putting a little bit of money on Houston Moneyline. Um, even though they have blown a lot of games, they're not a very good team. They're missing, you know, offensive weapons. Uh, it's a division game that I, I the Texans have been close in a lot of them this year to good teams like the Colts. So we'll see. But, um, you know, it's, it's not where, where I would advise going. But I, I, I don't hate it. The next game, we got the Cardinals and the Rams. Um, and the Cardinals are a three-point favorite. Um, but no golf and probably no cup, right? So... No Cooper Cup, no Jared Goff, and we don't know yet if Cooper Cup was a close contact or if he tested positive. I, I think he um, has it. I thought I saw that, but I could be wrong. So uh, if he if he hasn't tested positive, that would make more sense because no one else has gone on the list yet. 
But if they have a little bit of an outbreak there, that what that means is that you know there might be still some other guys to get ruled out as, as we get closer to Sunday. So I would keep an eye on that. If there is, there's definitely no Jared Goff, and Kyler Murray is good to go. He said yep. that his shoulder is feeling better finally this mm-hmm. week, and they need this game to get in. They also need some help. Yeah. Um, we'll so I, I would be surprised if they don't cover at three points. And I think that they're going to eat the Rams alive on defense. Um, mm-hmm. I really don't think that whoever – I don't even know who the backup is for the Rams. Oh, at it's some guy I've heard of. But yeah. God, I didn't know what it is. But I, I just don't see um, the Rams really even trying in this game to put up too much of a fight because they're in. Um, oh. As long as – you know, as long as they get a little bit of help, they're in. So Yeah, so it's John um, Wolford is the guy? Who's playing quarterback? Um, never heard, I've never heard of him. Yeah. I've never is, heard of him. Tell me a little bit about him. Yeah, let's Who read his Wikipedia real quick. He was, uh, I guess, drafted in 2000. Oh, undrafted in 2008 at a Wake Forest. Um, he's been in the Rams since 2019. He is the AAF passing touchdowns leader um, in 2019. So that's cool. I think he sent me he was at. Oh, yeah, Wake Forest. I said, sorry. Yeah, so he's done some stuff in college. Doesn't look like anything in the NFL. But, uh, yeah. Fun. Yeah, well, that's the story of the story of backups this season, right? So, my whole thing with this game is the Rams can win it. Real quick, he was Week One AAF Offensive Player of the Week, so that's impressive. Oh, really? Oh, okay. (laughs) So he can play. Interesting. Um, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. I I really am interested in this game because the Rams get in with a win. Yep. Um, but they also get in with a Chicago loss or tie. Uh, both of those games are at the same time, if I'm not mistaken, Sunday at 425 Eastern. Yes, um, so it, it would be interesting to see how much, how much scoreboard watching they're doing in Los Angeles um, or in Arizona. I'm not even sure where the game is being played um, because of COVID. Because of COVID. Um, I think it's in Arizona. So they, they will be scoreboard watching heavily, and I would anticipate that if the Bears look like they're losing to Aaron Rodgers, that they take everybody out. Um, it's in the it's at the Rams. Looks like yeah. yeah. I think the Rams the Rams are playing in Los Angeles still, right? If I'm not yeah. mistaken, it's only the 49ers that aren't. So yeah. uh, there'll be a lot of scoreboard watching going on, and I wouldn't be surprised if you know you see a lot of guys get pulled at halftime um, or in the third quarter if the Bears look like they're losing that game mm-hmm. uh, to the Pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible. Um, it, it, this is definitely a game that I wouldn't suggest betting on. Um, obviously, good for for a lot of the reasons you said, because it can it can get weird. I just think though the Cardinals are. I mean, if if, if there's no golf, downgrading to a guy who hasn't played all season just really feels like this should be a Cardinals win. But I, I <laughs> Cardinals defense. So if the Rams can muster any kind of offense, I, I think it'll be okay. But missing Cup, which I think they'll be missing. Um, I, I believe Henderson is out too. I could be wrong on Henderson that. Henderson is on IR. Uh, yeah, okay. He's on for three weeks at the minimum. So yes. Yeah, so that's really bad for, for me, at least. I, I'm a big Henderson guy. I think he's a very good running back. Um, As am I. He was on my fantasy team for a minute there. Um, yeah. Big Henderson fan. Same. Very they're going to miss him. Um, yeah. They're going to miss him a lot, actually, this week. So it'll be interesting to see which way they go with this game. It, it is interesting to note, right, they, they do have to wait on the result from the Packers-Bears game if they don't win this game, mm-hmm. right? So they are going to be scoreboard watching a lot. And the, the Packers do have something to play for. Everyone one, keep, yeah, keeps to sure. keep forgetting. The one number one seed is up there, right? And only yeah. one team gets a bye. 
So yep. the one seed is important this year. And I would not be shocked to see Green Bay come out and put up a lot of points. And um, so, so yeah. the Rams might be playing for something and they might not be. Yeah, let, let's talk about the Packers-Bears. It's the next game I got in here. It's a five-and-a-half-point spread. You, you think the Packers are going to dominate? I would take the Packers like all the way to eight. I think mm-hmm. the Packers are going to blow this game out. Um, the Bears are, interestingly enough, right? They're the only team in the division or uh, really in the league that plays in cold weather the way that the Packers do. Yes. Um, alongside, alongside, you know, the Bills um, mm-hmm. sure. and the Patriots, they play in cold weather. They're not going to be intimidated by that. They have a big defense. They're looking at their first chances for a, a playoff berth in a long time. And mm-hmm. Trubisky looks so different as a quarterback between getting benched and now. Uh, he looks like a different guy. So there's a threat that they score some points there. But knowing that what's in play for the Packers and knowing that the Saints game is on at the same time, so they can't, they can't anticipate what's going to happen there, mm-hmm. um, I would expect them to come out and really try to dominate this game, especially on the ground, mm-hmm. um, which is the, the strength of the Chicago defense. But I would still anticipate them to just go right after it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be a bloodbath, and I have it being thirty-five to twenty-one, Green Bay. Do you, do you uh, do you think Mitch just won't be able to to keep up as well? Is that is that a, is that a big uh, issue for you? Know, or? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not even really worried about Mitch so much. Mm-hmm. Mitch has been helped a lot by Montgomery in the last couple of weeks, sure, which has been overlooked by the fact that Montgomery was so bad at the beginning of the season that he's not really in the fantasy conversation for anybody as an MVP, which mm-hmm. is why people aren't realizing how well he's been doing down the stretch here. But he's been RB4 for the last month, um, yeah, yeah. and I just don't think they're going to get that kind of run game against those, these Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, LaFleur is, is really coaching this defense up to really hit guys at the line of scrimmage. You saw mm-hmm. it, especially against Tennessee. in this. I know it was in the snow and everything, but right. – these, you know, the linebacking core for Green Bay is focused on stopping the run. They're not necessarily the greatest pass, you know, pass defenders in the world. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be on Mitch's shoulders for the first time in about three weeks, uh, yes. where he's going to have to pass the entirety of the game. Yeah. And when you think about it, Allen Robinson and Jared Alexander is going to be a, a great matchup to watch all game. Mm-hmm. But his number two, three, and four options aren't necessarily, uh, you know, big name options. They're not. In mm-hmm. my opinion, really, any of those guys wouldn't be fantasy options, if I put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to have to pick out the number three the number three guy uh, or, you know, the tight end uh, up against man-on-man coverage with the right matchup. So it's going to be more matchup-based mm-hmm. than let me feed the guy who's the best receiver. And mm-hmm. I just don't know that he has the cognitive ability <laughs> to, out, to outthink Matt LaFleur. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, LaFleur yeah. is, is a great coach. I know he's still mm-hmm. young and still learning, but he's a great defensive coach. And this Green Bay Packers defense gets slept on a lot because they're not needed. They're not needed to win games because Aaron Rodgers is who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can win this game uh, in the first half uh, by stopping the run, and I think that they're going to be able to do that this week. Interesting. I, I'm I'm not 100 sure. I agree. Um, I think I like the points. Good. I'd rather hear I'd rather hear an argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. um I, I so I, I don't really like the Bears straight up. Um, but I like the plus five and a half points. Um, I think that could get up to seven, and I would really like it then. Um, the Rodgers did a lot of things against Khalil Mack and this Bears team that my dad doesn't like to talk about because he's a big Bears fan, and he can continue to still do that. Um, 
in in a game like you said in a, in a cold weather game which i assume this will be you know on a few days after new year's i, I bearing into narratives a little bit if mitch doesn't throw interceptions in the red zone or yeah in the red zone or the end zone i think this could be a very well fought game and it comes down to a three-point you know field goal or something or, or something like that the chicago Bears defense has given you know um aaron Rodgers obviously hasn't you know as much of this year as Rodgers is playing like you said pretty insane um, I think the defense is good enough to hold Rodgers to, you know, not blowing this one out of the water. Um, I think the Bears defense is probably just as good as it was in like 2017, 2018, as it is now. And they did give the Packers fits back then. Uh, so I, I do feel like this will be a lot closer game than people are giving credit for. So I like the points. I don't really love Chicago winning. And uh, I'm also not sure how long, you know, the starters are going to be in this game. If Seattle is also losing by a lot, you know, that's the game I need to watch for the number one seed, right? the Seattle 49ers game, and that's going on at the same time. So I, I think Seattle's going to blow the fuck out of the, out of the 49ers. And um, when that, I mean, I guess when that happens, then the Packers will still have to play for something. But, you know, any way that game goes, it, it's possible they, they don't play Rodgers the whole game or, or they don't play part of the offense the whole game. You know, they liked Dylan a lot, obviously, last week when they were when they were up big or even when they were not up big. So it's possible they use him and he's maybe not as effective. Um, I, I, I worry that, you know, the Bears are 100% playing for their lives. So the Packers, not entirely. Uh, obviously, playing for the number one seed is good, so you can get the buy. But is that worth it to keep Rodgers in if we're gonna get getting hit by Kalomax six times a game? Uh, I'm not sure. So we'll see. But I think so I, I like that. I like that argument. Um, my whole thing is, I don't necessarily think that the Seahawks are playing for all that much. Um, I know that technically they're playing for the number one seed, mm-hmm. but in my mind, they know that they are not gonna benefit overly from the number one seed. Compared to, well, the way that I look, not necessarily that they won't benefit, but yeah. they can't look ahead. They they can't necessarily look past oh, okay. 49ers um, because they have had some real holes on defense over the course of this season. And I think a lot of it has been helped by, uh, by what's his name, by Jamal Adams coming back. No, obviously not a fix all. But... Especially last in the couple yeah. the last couple of weeks, they've looked good. Uh, I just think that they need to take this one game at a time. And I think the 49ers are actually a threat to Seattle in that game, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure, I don't know if you want to talk about it or, or not um, in depth that game, but yeah. just, I, I kind of think that actually the 49ers could be a threat for, for that game. It's a division game. They are a culture, you know, Shanahan kind of has this, this Belichick size chip on his shoulder where he cares about the winning culture more than he cares about the draft pick or, about you know resting guys you saw that with Kittle playing last week even though they have nothing to play for sure. um they're playing their big contract guys so I would not be surprised to see the 49ers go out here and try to run the ball on mm-hmm. Seattle um Seattle has the best run defense in the league but they have the worst pass defense so I wouldn't be surprised if they, they try yeah. to you know ground and pound and play some play action uh, I think they could actually they could actually be one of the few teams who could run the ball in Seattle this game. So I wouldn't rule it out yet. Uh, Ayuk isn't playing, obviously, so that changes things a little bit. Neither is Zebo Samuel. But, you know, I, I don't know yet that Seattle's going to blow it out far enough for Green Bay to sit guys against a division opponent. That's one of the oldest, most brutal rivalries in sports yes. is Green Bay and Chicago. So I don't know that you're going to see Green Bay take guys out late. Yeah, I mean that's definitely a good point too. I I do think I also you know when you, when when something team has like the war, the best run defense statistically and like the the best pass defense statistically that that doesn't I don't think that that makes me believe that they're like a great run defense or anything. You know what I mean? That just kind of seems like teams are no sure. The ball I mean the people right? people just no, no, yeah. bothering to run the ball because 
the, the pass yeah. is open. So yeah, exactly. it's a passing league now, right? So I actually think the best passing defense that bears a lot more weight with me than best run defense because yeah. teams don't run the ball if the pass is open. Right, uh, exactly. But be, it's I, become a league where you need chunk yards. Yeah, I just I just worry about using this kind of stats here as a justification because you know, like I said before, I also think just like this, the Seattle defense is a lot different than it was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, right? Would you agree that? Or no? I would. I think I think especially you know you look at it. Cam Newton threw for two hundred and fifty yards on this on this defense. You know, Cam Newton That's threw for thirty four yards this week. Right? <laughs> he can't even throw the ball. So very, very and he got benched. And there was not, there's not an injury there. There's no reason he got benched except that he can't throw. He can't pick an open receiver um, to save his life. And Seattle just, they didn't seem like they were together as a unit. Jamal Adams seems to have woken them up in a whole new level of play changer. out of their team. You know, he's a game changer on multiple levels yeah. because guys rally around him. They know that God. they can stop guys. I watched the play last week, and this is something Jamal Adams just does. He was on the opposite side of where the run went, and the run went to the outside boundary, and he came all the way around and made the tackle before the guy could score. It was the most insane play I've ever seen in my entire life. He, he does that shit regularly. It's crazy. He has, the, he has the kind of effort that you don't see out of a lot of defensive guys, yeah. and it's not their assignment. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, the greats like, separate themselves, and you notice it like you, you watch DK Metcalf, right? He, he turns around when the, when the ball is picked off. And he's chasing guys down. Yeah, that's the kind of hustle that Pete Carroll coaches. But, you know, players don't always buy into it. Mm. When they do buy into it, especially the stars, the rest mm. of the team falls in line. And that seems to be what has happened uh, in the last couple of weeks in mm. Seattle's defensive core. Uh, I mean, Jamal Adams comes back from that injury. He's playing out of his mind. And the rest of the defense must really look around and say, hey, wait a second. We have Russ. Like we can still win something, you know. We're just because oh, yeah. we give it up points and we're we're losing games we shouldn't lose, like the Giants game. That doesn't mean that we yeah, can't, right. you know, go win a Super Bowl. Um, so I, I'd be interested to see kind of how that goes. Yeah, I I like Seattle is getting very close to being my favorite team for the playoffs and uh, the NFC at least. Been very close. Um, how, how you doing on time? I think we're about forty five minutes. So how, how you feeling? Oh, I'm I'm good. Uh, okay. we, I'm good to keep rolling. I've just uh, I actually. Offered a guest on another show that starts at at uh, nine thirty Eastern. So oh, uh, I just needed to just needed to make sure that I was under that time limit. Yeah. All right. Cool. Perfect. perfect. Let's let's roll through these. And absolutely. Um, the next game is the Jaguars Colts. And um, I will say about this one uh, a few things. Mike Lennon has played the best quarterback in a single game that any Jaguars quarterback has ever played in this entire season. So credit where credit's due. He's starting. Um, no James Robinson, whatever. Chark should be available, but Colin Johnson, I believe, is out. Um, the Jaguars did beat the Colts in week one, and we do play them well in week 17. We beat them last year, week 17 as well. It is, uh, it's it's an enigma, but don't go betting on this game, especially it's 14 points. Don't get betting on Indianapolis minus 14. It won't hit there. I promise you that. Um, Costanza is also out for the year, which is kind of huge, right, for Indianapolis going forward. They have a lot of injuries to deal with, too. Uh, it is going to be a tough game for them, I think. Um, we'll, we'll see where it goes. You know, the Jaguars are uh, 750, I think, plus 750 to win the game straight up. Look, if you have five bucks laying around, do it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't burn I wouldn't burn $5 on this game. Uh, I, I disagree with you on uh, just because of one thing, right? Phillip Maybe. Rivers might be playing his last NFL game. Maybe. Like, you know, he, he might go sign somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But this is this might be his last ever NFL game, and he's not going to go out with a loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he, we'll if see. he is looking for one one more one year deal, then you know he's not going to be playing. 
he's not going to be playing for the Colts, so he's going out into the, to the free agency market. And this is probably the game where if he loses this game, he loses $10, $10 million on an offer. Yeah, that's, that's um, possible. So I, I think that if he does want to keep playing, he, he's going to come out and show his best. And if he doesn't want to keep playing, and this is it, he doesn't want to go out on a bad note. So I just don't see them losing this game. I don't like the 13 points um, because the Colts have been so inconsistent. But if there was a team I was going to take it for, it would now be the Jaguars. Though the Jaguars are playing, they are playing to win for maybe the first time all season. <laughs> you know, they, they've well, now they, locked they've in a lot of games close to this, this season. They yeah. have, and now they've, now they've locked up the number one pick. So they might look around and say, hey, look, you know, let's, let's go win a game. You know, this is a pride thing for us. Let's do it. So I don't know. I don't like the 13. I would stay off this game. But Same. if there's a Phillip River touchdown prop, then it's, I'm looking at it right now, one and a half touchdowns. I would take the over on that. I think he probably throws for two touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't hate it. I'm just, I just, uh, as a Jaguars fan, I know they can be hella disappointing. And at this point, I've stopped watching most of their games, at least when they're live. So, um you know, them pulling one out and just being weird about it, I could see happening then. This is a narrative, and this is what I'm saying. But historically, Frank Reich has not done well against the Jaguars in Week 17. I will say that. Um, but we don't need to talk more about this game. It's fucking stupid. Uh, the Raiders and the Broncos are next. Um, I'm taking the Raiders in this one, but I don't really care about it, so no need to talk about it. Uh, the Chargers and the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are sitting there, guys. Uh, Mahomes is at least sitting, correct? I think I think everybody I think everybody is sitting on the yeah. Chiefs' side. They have a couple of naggy injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out, obviously, but you like to see what you have in, in Williams. He'll be the ball carrier. Uh, I don't know who their backup quarterback is, but uh, so I is think this... most of their receivers will be sitting as well. So this is a, yeah. a prime Chargers, you know. Is this Chargers easy money, then? Uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's easy money just because the, I think Chris Jones is still playing. I think a lot of their defensive guys are still playing. Uh-huh. Um, but let's put it this way. My book doesn't currently have the line up oh, wow. um, because they don't want you yeah. betting <laughs> on the chargers. Um, right. Right. Who, even though they have nothing to play for the chargers are developing who the, the kid who might be the best quarterback in the draft. And now in Justin Herbert, mm. um, and they are don't say that on this podcast. It's illegal. They're, they're, I outlawed it. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I take it back. <laughs> no, it's fine, it's fine. They are looking for a new coach uh, at the end of the season, I think. So, they might yeah, go out there hope so. and God. dominate Kansas City as a as a division opponent in a meaningless game. I could see it, but you know, division games are all pride as well. So, you know, the, the real difference maker for me is does Andy Roach, Andy Reid look ahead, or does he really game plan for this? Because mm-hmm. even if they don't have Patrick Mahomes, I don't know who their backup quarterback is. If I'm all at all honest, I don't even know. Oh um, God, but, I do know. Oh, if, I think it's Chad Henney. I think it is. I could be wrong about um, that. That would, that would be awesome. I would love to watch that. I hope that is the case because I think Andy Reid, if he does want to, it is Jenny. It is. I did it. it. Is. Uh, oh, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. So yeah. if Andy Reid does decide that he wants to, you know, focus on this LA Chargers team and kind of, you know, dominate Justin Herbert to show that he can do it, then I don't know. I think Kansas City could still win the game. So I wouldn't say it's easy money because I think Andy Reid outcoaches Anthony Lynn by like. They're in different leagues, you know. Anthony Lynn is a is an NCAA coach, and and a- Andy Reid is a Super Bowl winning football head coach in the NFL. So, it, it, to me, it's it's tough to say that it's easy money, but I would definitely, if your book has 
a line on the LA Chargers with the spread. I would take it twice on Sunday, and every day until Sunday, I would put down a unit. So it's it's minus three and a half. I've got on FanDuel Sportsbook. That's good for you. So uh, I would definitely take uh, minus three and a half, especially if. Andy Reid decides to sit guys, which I would imagine he would be doing. Uh, you said Mahomes is sitting, so at that point... Yes, I'm like 100% certain about that, yeah. If Mahomes, if Mahomes is a sitting, then I would assume that Tyree Kill is probably not playing, Kelsey is probably not playing, um, everybody else is probably playing, but I, I would definitely take the LA Chargers in this. They are, a, they are a good football team. They are a talented football team with terrible coaching and a lack of fight this season, but I would not be surprised to see them win this game. Sure, I get that. Um, I, w- if uh, if Chad any outduels Justin Herbert, will you admit that Justin Herbert is not that good? <laughs> you know, I might, but I might also blame Anthony Lynn and tell you that sure, you need to sure. wait another year. <laughs> totally, totally fair, totally fair. All right, let's get into the Saints and Panthers. Um, if I'm the Saints, I'm resting Drew Brees and just going with Taysom Hill, who's already started a few games this season. I don't know if that's happening, but that just feels like what should happen. I don't know if they're resting anyone, but the Saints team was hurting a lot this year, and I feel like they're still hurting. So kind of feel like I need to be on the Panthers plus six and a half, but uh, I don't know if anything's like officially come out from the Saints on that. Do, do you think that's relevant or accurate uh, in my assessment? Or so what? I don't know necessarily that I would I would bench Drew Brees in this game. I know he's been hurt and all yeah, that. Yeah, those ribs, man. But I haven't seen, I haven't seen Drew no, I Brees seen either. Oh, put sorry. together a Drew Brees performance since he's come back. Yeah. So this might be, you know, an important game for them just because they want to put Drew Brees back on track as far as throwing the football to his receivers, getting his guys on the same page before the playoffs because we haven't seen that yet. Um, so, you know, it's interesting to me to see which way they go with this, but they can still win. You know, yeah. there is still a path there to winning, to, to winning the game. It's if they win, Green Bay loses, and Seattle wins. Yeah. Uh, so there's there yes. is still a path to the number one seed. Yes. It's, it's long and hard, and I I don't think it happens. But right. um, I just don't know that they sit Drew Brees. They might sit some of their other key guys. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also don't think that they're giving up all that much in terms of uh, points on the board if they sit Drew Brees. Or Taysom Hill in ter- in a Week 17 game because mm-hmm. Drew, Drew Brees is you know one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, if not the greatest quarterback ever. But he understands the difference between a meaningful playoff game and, and a Week 17 matchup. Yeah, and he's not gonna he's not gonna put his body on the line for a meaningless game in Week 17. Nor should he. Yeah. Nor should he. That's that's why he's been around yeah. doing it for so long. Right. Um, but I just you know I think Taysom Hill is is hungry. You just paid him a hell of a lot of money. He's proven to be yeah. an adequate backup. I would not be angry. Adequate backup, sure. Thanks, fan. And they put Taysom Hill in as a backup <clears throat> this week. I think he can still lead the team to anywhere between 17 and 21 points um, against against Carolina. I yeah. also don't know that Carolina is going to play Christian McCaffrey. I doubt it. Yeah, it doesn't seem uh, like it. Yeah. And it seems like he's done for the year. So, Didn't they do that last year, though? Didn't they play him in Week 17 for no reason? Or am I... They did. They did. Yeah. But this year, Different coach, but yeah. this year, he's been hurt all yeah. season. He hasn't played since, like, Week 6. And every week, they keep saying he's doubtful maybe next week. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, that seems like a like a Zach Taylor thing right now. It's like <laughs> Joe Mixon might play this week. Might play this oh, week. God. Never never plays again. Forgot um, about Joe Mixon. They might, That's they so might, horrible. They might not play C Mac, and the the reason that I say that is because they just paid him a hell of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very. So uh, they might they might not play him. And Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback in my opinion, but he doesn't scare me. Uh, and Sean Payton will be ready to game plan for him defensively. So I think the well, Saints are going to be are going to be winning this game comfortably. I feel like this is a pretty big Saints like look ahead game. Like this game really doesn't matter unless you know everything goes right. Right? This kind of feels like no, that. I, I agree with that. I just mostly on a defensive side of the ball. I think if there's any coach that knows Teddy Bridgewater, it's Sean Payton. Um, <laughs> he knows what he does well. Knows what he doesn't do well. And Carolina really hasn't looked all that good this season um, on defense. So no matter what yeah, you do on offense, very young. whether you go with whether Camaro plays or whether he sits and Latavius Murray plays, you're going to run all over that defense. Um, and whether or not, I doubt you have Michael Thomas, but Emmanuel Sanders is yeah, becoming no. very quickly becoming a wide receiver one in, in terms of uh, separation. Mm-hmm. Um, and his connection with with Drew Brees, so I I would not be angry uh, taking minus six and a half for the Saints. Um, Look, I, I I won't like it because division yeah. opponent week yeah. seventeen they they might end up in the at halftime looking up at the scoreboard and saying, you know what Drew Brees has been sacked three, three times this game, let's take him out. Yeah. Um, so you know I don't know. Look, I, I find that it, like you said, Taysom Hill is an adequate backup, so not not the end of the world, you know. Yes, but you know, I don't even know if they would play Taysom Hill in that situation. I think we, they they might go with with uh, Jameis Winston in that situation, um, because Taysom Hill is like it or not as as a fan, Taysom Hill is a big part of that offense, even when he's not playing quarterback. Um, so I think you know if you do go with your QB two, if the game becomes meaningless, it's going to be it might be Jameis Winston. Um, and you might still play Hill either at wide receiver or at, mm-hmm. you know, or not play him at all. Because if you're going to bench guys that are important to this team, you can't overlook Hill. I think I'd like wide to, receiver, sure. he, at wide receiver, he's a wide yeah. receiver two at best, maybe a wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the goal line situations, he's becoming quickly a part of their offense that they depend um, to, to run the ball and scramble and, mm-hmm. um, I think the benefit to him is that you don't know how to game plan for you can't game plan for two quarterbacks the same way when it's Drew Brees and Taysom Hill they're the exact opposite <laughs> kind of player. Very true. Um, so I think you might want to keep him up your sleeve for a playoff game to put him in, you know, three third down and two, you might want to put him in over Drew Brees and and run the quarterback sneak or you know, play differently play differently against Green Bay or or uh if you end up playing one of these other big juggernaut teams in the NFC, like Seattle, um, who really tries to blitz the quarterback, I would not be shocked to see Taysom Hill playing a lot in the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, like a 15% of snaps at quarterback. I would not be surprised um, mm-hmm. because I think that him and Drew Brees are, even though Drew Brees is, is the guy in crunch time, I think if you can give Drew Brees a drive to rest in the middle of the game where he can just focus on what the defense is doing, it's like giving him an extra halftime. If you can give him that kind of break in the third quarter and, and still put up some points or even just in the red zone, let him, let him think about you know, the second down play while you run a, a first and 10 sweep with the quarterback, 
um, you're essentially giving yourself extra timeouts. Uh, because most teams, if you put your backup quarterback in, your weapons go down in efficiency by like 30%. So far, we haven't seen that from from New Orleans. They're 8-2, yeah. and two, I think, when Taysom Hill starts and not Drew Brees. So I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see him in the game uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. That, that's that, Those are all good points. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, I maybe I can reconsider that depending on I don't know. That's just I, I would just avoid this game. I think I think you said that too, right? Or I would are... I would avoid this game at six and a half if it yeah. if it moves to five. Uh, I would take it. I think okay. Will Lutz is worth five points uh, on Joey's That's possible. That's possible. All right, I don't hate that. Um, the next game we had was Seattle Forty Nineers game. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add to this one. It's a five and a half point spread. Um, well, we pretty much already talked about it. I yeah. think a lot of it depends on where this game, you know, how this game starts. If I think if mm-hmm. if the 49ers go out and they look like they're going to run the football, then I think that this could be a football game. And if, okay. if they can run the football on this defense, if they go out and C.J. Beathard tries to pick apart the pass, the pass defense, mm-hmm. They've come a long way since week two when Cam Newton was was trying to throw on them, and I, I think that they're going to lose this game handily. So I, I just depend on, it depends on the scheme. Um, I think mm-hmm. this game is relatively even in terms of coaching. Um, yeah, I would agree. Uh, I, oh, I would mm-hmm. say that they're that they're pretty even in talent, but they're not healthy. So mm-hmm. I, I think Seattle wins this game, but I don't know how comfortably they win. Yeah, yeah, this is a tough division game. Although I do think think Seattle, and I think you would agree, is just ultimately not even. I don't know how close it is in terms of talent, but I think Shanahan's probably a better coach, and he's getting a lot out of this team, even even though it's very injured. But also, I actually Beathard, don't even know if Shanahan's the best the best coach on that team. I think Salah's defensive unit is, is so far and away better than other defenses in the league that he just doesn't get the credit this year because the team's not performing well. Mm-hmm. But He's turned that defense into a juggernaut, uh, even missing some key pieces like Bosa. Yeah. Um, he's able to generate pressure on the quarterback like nobody I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, the, the defense does seem to be doing that. I just love the creative offense and how they run block. I think is they do a great job at that. Um, yeah, uh, but, I mean, you're missing your top two weapons. That's where I look yeah, at it. You know, sure. you can be those sure. oh, the top two guys. So. Yeah, I'm definitely in agreement. I think you only get one, CJ, one good C.J. Beathard game uh, out of him the entire year, and that happened already, so. I think we're good here. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, the last game is the football team versus the Eagles. It's a one and a half point spread. Washington's favorite. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how you feel about Jalen Hurts. I think he's I think he's definitely better this year than Wentz has been. So I think it was fine going to him. But I think we also talked about this a little bit before. I think Washington gets seven and nine. I think they, they win the division here. Even with a lackluster quarterback, I think the defense is good enough. And I'm, I'm fine with saying that, honestly. So I, I would agree with you, but but here's how I look at it, right? I think Alex Smith is ready uh, mm-hmm. to go this week. Um, so yeah, I don't Alex think that's place is not close to me. Yeah, I think Alex Smith is ready to go this week. Otherwise, you know, as, as much as they don't like Dwayne Haskins Jr., I don't think they let him go if, you know, if yeah. there's still a question, if there's still a question of health. Um, yeah, I for Alex Smith so. this week because so. otherwise they only have one guy who knows the system and that doesn't work out. So uh, Alex Smith is going to play, then they're going to blow them out. Mm-hmm. Um, Doug Peterson is, I, I want to say he's coaching for his job, but I, I don't think that that's true because yeah. I think that ownership is going to let him have another season. Mm-hmm. Um, but he should be coaching for his job. Yeah. He should be coaching for his job. So I would like to say that the Eagles keep this one close. 
but I don't think that's the case. I think the defense for Washington's too good. Yeah. And Alex Smith, Alex Smith has turned, you know, backup running backs into guys who look like they can really, you know, dominate this league as pass catchers. I guess <laughs> I I mean, he was doing that a little bit before, before Smith now. You know, he, he was, but he wasn't being used that way in the offense. Uh, yeah. Alex Smith is running this offense mm-hmm. a lot more the way that Brady used to run the Patriots offense at the end there, where he's really not moving. But yeah. his running back is becoming a second wide receiver mm-hmm. um, or another wide receiver, mm-hmm. and he's always open. You know, if you have yeah, a guy that's always great. open and you can yeah. and you can identify who that is, mm-hmm. then you know you're going to score points, and that seems to be what Alex Smith is doing in Washington. So, mm-hmm. I'm actually excited for the future in Washington. Me too. Um, I think that I don't know who their quarterback is going to be or what direction they go with that. Alex Smith is getting up there in age. Um, yes, he's 36. He's not young, but yeah. they're. You know, oh, their culture injury. change. Their culture change has already been immense. Even mm-hmm. though Dan, Dan Snyder has not yet sold the team, and probably <laughs> won't. Um, they yeah. have a new head coach uh, yep. in Riverboat Ron, Riverboat. Mm-hmm. who you know has been kicking ass um, and and changing the culture in Washington. So I'm excited. I think Washington wins this game. I think we're going to see some playoff football in Washington. But I also wouldn't be upset if they lose this game and, and Dallas gets in. Yeah, I, 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 we, we could see Jalen Hurts just, you know, he made some really good throws. They, they, they're healthy at wide receiver. I think they have Deshaun Jackson had a touchdown last week. It's not you know, Adam. Deshaun Jackson had an 80-yard touchdown. Yeah. Oh, I think Goddard is not going to play, though. I think he's hurt. I could be wrong. Um, I thought I read that somewhere. It's possible he's not. But, I mean, it, with the fully healthy offense, I mean, even besides Goddard, they get Hurts in there a bunch. Um, yeah, I, I think it's possible Philly does back with a good offense, but... Uh, if Smith is playing, I think he does number or he'll do good numbers against the defense and then the the Washington defense. It, it's a rookie versus a very talented defense. I I I I'd be hard hard pressed to to see Ertz or not Ertz, I'm sorry, to see Jalen Hurts throwing Hurts throwing for like three touchdowns and like you know three hundred yards. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll see on that one. I, I think we do see play football in Washington, but like you said, Dallas if they get in, they could be a little scary too, like we talked about before. Um, Definitely, but that, I think so. Yeah. But that's it for the games. Um, do you, I know you said you don't really talk about the playoffs that much, or you're not ready on the playoffs because you're focusing on the regular season, but do you have a Super Bowl pick for me? I do. Um, I think it's going to be the New Orleans Saints. I think this is it for, for Drew Brees' uh, chances at winning. I think this is the last year where he's going to be elite enough to carry a team to the Super Bowl. Uh, so I'm taking the New Orleans Saints. My sleeper pick in the NFC is the Arizona Cardinals, mm-hmm. if they can get in. Uh, I think if they can get in, they're going to go far. They're going to be a lot like those 8-8 eight and eight Eagles teams um, who really give some guys uh, you know, a threat mm-hmm. because I think Kyler Murray is, is a lot better than people are giving him credit for it. I think Cliff Kingsbury is a terrible coach, so it's kind of holding them back a little bit. Interesting. Um, but they can, I think they can scare some people. In the AFC, uh, I think the Super Bowl is, is going to run through Arrowhead. I think that's pretty obvious to everybody. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't run through Arrowhead, it's, it's going to be Buffalo. Um, and I don't think they have it in them to win. I don't want them to win. Um, <laughs> if Buffalo is going to win for the first time in a long time, it needs to be in front of the, in front of the Bills fans in full <laughs> attendance and, and fully jumping through tables and everything they can do in the parking lot <laughs> to make this game crazy home More stadium. Fun. So yeah. I, I think next year is probably going to be the year for the Bills. But this year it runs through Arrowhead. And uh, I just don't see anybody stopping in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the AFC side, so it's going to be Saints and Saints and Chiefs, 
And uh, I'm going to give you a score of uh, 35 to 28 Saints. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Drew Brees is <laughs> going to throw for 400 yards. <laughs> I'd love to see it. I think, I think the Saints are probably the most complete team in the NFL, and I like them a lot. My preseason pick were the Packers and Baltimore. Um, I don't hate that now. I think Lamar's playing really well. Uh, it's entirely possible that we see a team knock off Kansas City because I think Kansas City's real key to success last year was their defense coming on really hot towards the end of the year and continuing through the playoffs. And I don't see that this year so far. So I think there are teams that could take them out um, in the AFC. I think that probably, honestly, could be the Titans, could be the Ravens. Or it could be the Bills. I don't really see any other teams, you know, being able to keep up. I, I don't even care how good Miami's defense is. I don't think they're going to be able to keep up the Chiefs um, as much as I like them as like a sleeper or the Browns or any of that stuff. But I think those teams could possibly give them, you know, a little bit of a, a headache because um, I don't think they're infallible this, this year like they were last year, personally. Um, no, I, but I, I think, think so. I think yeah. so, too. I think especially, you know, what's different this year to last year isn't really even the talent. I think the talent is very similar, if not the same. I mean, they brought back 49 of his 52 players on the roster mm-hmm. um, and same coaching. Mm-hmm. What, what I do think is different is that teams have now started to, and I, I say started to because no one's managed to do it yet, really. Uh, they've started to understand how to stop Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of the the teams that have the personnel to do it. I think the saints are one of very few teams that could do it. Um, you know, like I said, no one's done it yet, so I'm mm-hmm. not holding my breath. Um, yeah. but I think bet- between Lattimore, um, and the rest of that defense, they could find a way to contain the deep ball threat. And when you don't stretch the field on Kansas city and you look at their red zone efficiency specifically, which is really the only spot you can really look at that. They're not that great. Um, mm-hmm. in, in the red zone, unless it's going to Kelsey. And uh, like I said, I don't think there's any other team in the league that has the ability to stop them in stretching the field. So, you know, I think the Saints could do it. I also think the Bills could do it, but if the Bills do it, it's going to be a very different kind of game. It's going to be a 40, yeah. 40 points on each side of the ball, and uh, it's going to be Stephon Diggs and Tyreek Hill uh, kind of dueling. Um, I would love to see that kind of shootout, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think that yeah. – They'll they'll outcoach uh, Andy Reid, so uh, I'm interested to see um, if if my pick is correct. Mm-hmm. That was our, that was our preseason pick on the source. Uh, in all honesty, was uh, the Saints and, and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So I'm yeah. I'm hopeful that, that that still happens. If not, I, like I said, I think it's either going to be the Bills or or Arizona, um, and I'll, I'm happy to defend that. If anybody mm-hmm. wants to message me at Source Podcast One One, yeah. I'll happily defend that take. <laughs> Hit him up, hit him up. Yeah, I uh, I think that's pretty good too. I, I think I'm on I think I'm on Saints and and uh, ah, I want to say the Bills because I want to be different and fun, or I want to say the Titans because I want to be different and fun. But I'm going Kansas City Saints. I think like you said, um, I think I feel good. But I feel good about the Packers Saints and uh, and the Seahawks, um, even the Buccaneers. You know, Tom Brady with the, with a the good defense. It's just a little too young. Uh, he's got some great weapons. Oh, God, I don't know. The the NFC is a little tough. There's four teams that I like there. Maybe even if LA Rams are able to sneak in there, I love them as a team. Um, you know, they've had a super they have a Super Bowl record, um, even though it's on one. Uh, I, I still like McVay. Still like Goff a decent amount. They got some really great offensive weapons. A very good defense. I I would love to see if they got there, but you know, considering the situation, it's 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 not great. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think that they are have it this year. It's not in the cards for them. Um, I just think I don't you need to get hot at the right time, though. You know, they're not, a team that can do it. 
Uh, they are a team that can do it, but I mean, I think if you're going to get hot, now is the time to be getting hot. And I think they're trending in the wrong direction because of injuries and everything else. Yeah, they are uh, trending. True. You know, so I, I don't think necessarily that this is their year. But that's not to say that this person, this personnel grouping can't win it next year or the year after, because I think they have the personnel to do it. They just don't mm-hmm. necessarily have the, you know, the playoff. The team is not going to be ready for the playoffs, in my opinion, um, if they start in a couple of weeks. That's totally fair. Um, all right, we're good here. Um, I'm good, at least. Uh, why don't you uh, hit your shit again, man? All right, yeah. So your listeners can find me at Source Podcast One One. That's uh, you know the number eleven. Um, they can also find us at SourcePodcast.com, um, or they can you know angrily email us uh, at SourcePodcast One One at Gmail dot com. Um, any of those spots they can find us. If they want to listen to us, they can find us anywhere on, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Um, and coming pretty soon, we have a simulcast. If they do want to follow the model and, and kind of see how we do this week, I suggest they, they tune into our Twitter um, to, to make some free money because so far that's that's pretty much what we're doing. Uh, we're funding the whole podcast based on the, the gambling picks that we're giving out. So if anybody <laughs> does amazing. want to earn free money, uh, they can find us at Source Podcast One One. Thank you so much for having us, man. Um, I know you've had the both of us, so yeah, um, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll be in touch about having you on our show uh, pretty soon, as soon as we get up and running. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I will also be paying attention to the model too, because I'd like some free money, and I suck at picking towards the end of the year. So I will definitely be tuning into that. Absolutely. All right, sounds good. But we're we're excited to you know have you and let yeah. us know you know let us know if we make you some money. Oh, yeah, I definitely will. I'll shout you guys out on Twitter 100%. Um, and I, I would be very excited to come on whenever you guys are ready for me. I love going on other people's podcast. Um, I, lo- I love giving my opinion out, even when it's wrong. Um, uh, it's a good time. That's what it takes to be a good podcaster, my man. Yeah, I think so. That's a good point. All right. Again, thanks for having, uh, thanks for having me on. All right, yeah, uh, thanks I for having thank me. You. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. That's it for this episode of the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L.